It's Thursday. Today is Thursday. I've brought you the greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah? Well, in that case... Entertain me! It's showtime. Make use of the help that God puts around you. We are not a glum lot. A promise is a promise. It's very simple. Just don't drink and go to meetings. Give time, time. Easy does it. I do it. Want to have self-esteem? Just do esteemable things. One day at a time. We carry the message, not the alcoholic. Don't quit before the miracle happens. We're the defective characters. Three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. James here. The opinions are our own. We don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today we'll be sharing our experience with having hobbies in recovery in episode 51 of the Defective Characters podcast. Let's go. Wow. And we have no special guest today. T wasn't able to make it. You didn't ask her. That's right. I That's I did ask Brian. I asked Brian and he said no, I can't make it. Oh. Yeah. What I'm is reached... with sponsors and not being able to rely on them? God. I think they got I, they might have stuff to do. <laughs> they, they, they got lives. They're not supposed to have lives. Yeah. I know. It, it honestly is the worst. So I have a very important question for the both of you. What do you yes. think is the better... Uh, I don't know what they are. I guess sea creature. A squid or an octopus? Mm. Hmm. I, I would say... I want to say squid because they got like... you can They have like the giant squids that are like freaking little sea monsters. Like, those are pretty cool. But okay, okay. But supposedly octopuses are super smart. True. And what about you, Mike? Uh, I would like a squid to puss. I feel like if there was a, um, you know, the people eat, eat squid? Yeah. Calamari is octopus, <laughs> right? No, calamari is squid. But people, oh, so people, people don't eat octopus. octopus. No, people do, but squid is probably more common, like here in the states and stuff, in Western cultures. But is it because they're smaller? I don't know. Well, they, I mean, octopuses and squids can come in all shapes and sizes. And oh. and with squid, is squid like octopus? Where if there's more than one, is it is it octopi? For multiple and squid die. I think it's squabbles. I think squabbles? it's squabbles. Is, that, squabbles sounds true. right. Yeah, that sounds right. Squabbles. There's a school of squabbles coming. What? What? What about the octopuses that can like change colors and stuff and camouflage like completely, like in a split second? Like those are pretty cool. Wouldn't that be a cool superpower? It'd be like a chameleon. And just blend yeah. into Out of all of them. That's, the that's what you'd want to be. You'd want to be a iguana. I don't know. I think the default is everyone would choose to fly, but like it would be cool if you could just like blend into something real quick, as long as you use it responsibly and not creepily. It'd just be <laughs> cool to like a a cool like icebreaker trick. You know, you meet someone and be like, "Oh, can't see me. I'm a chair now. Oh, nope, I'm not a chair." Oh, yeah. Well, the reason I brought up octopus and squid is because 
it's one of my favorite things to draw. And really? Drawing is one of my favorite hobbies. Because I love that you can draw half the octopus and the other half is underwater. Uh, just see? half of its tentacles and then the rest is underwater. And you can't see underwater. So it, it makes it a little easier to draw. But it's really dynamic and it, you can really do anything and be okay. And I, th I think that's that's actually a good transition. Dude, that was a about... A-plus segue. <laughs> yeah. No, because you're talking about drawing. And if there's one hobby that I think I learned from you two, even at meetings, is something, the artistic uh, flair that you have. In our home group, we, well, when we would all go to the same meeting back before March, um we would pass around the, the money pouch. So like the bank envelope that, or like a regular envelope. And I don't know who started it. James, was it you or Dennis as far as starting a drawing and then passing it back and forth and adding to the drawing? I, I started drawing and yeah. then uh, Dennis wanted to, he wanted to help. So he started inking. He's the yeah. tracer. I wanted to be a part of. Yeah. Yeah. James, like, yeah, most of the time it's it's like James like takes the envelope and like quickly sketches out like a really cool drawing, like just a rough sketch. And then I spend the rest of the meeting like cleaning it up and inking it. So he does it in like five seconds and it's like a masterpiece. And then I spend like 45 minutes like cleaning it up. So I'm the inker and he's like the drawer, the designer or whatever you would call it. Yeah. Sure. You get into comic books because that's pretty much all you need is a drawer and an inker. Yeah. Was this something uh, like before coming into the rooms that whenever anything was going on, James, that you would do? Or I know like you're uh, like, you know how some people doodle, like even if you're in conversation or back in like school when you just doodle on things or I'll even be the first to admit that I used to draw on the school desks and oh. like definitely Tag it. i doodled on anything and everything still do and it, it's just I, it got to the point where my teachers were like no more doodles like <laughs> you cannot doodle anymore and yeah. we doodle on quizzes tests all sorts of things it's just it's just i can't help it i see a blank spot and i have to let my creativity flow and um it's been really cool you know um you know, because I used to draw all the time, and I still do. Um, I stopped for a few years, you know, and when I was drinking, there was really no time to draw. Um, and then my creativity was, was dormant. Um, since I got um, sober, um, I remember, like, probably in the first month, I was um, showing some of my artwork to Carolyn. Uh, she's one of our um, home group uh, regulars and uh, she's an artist and she's a poet and, and I showed her just a portrait I, I drew in high school and she was absolutely blown away she was like I cannot believe you created that and um, it's a really good drawing but um, you know ever since that time she we like she really opened up to me and she <clears throat> she told me about um, you know how she drew she kind of switched from drawing and painting and pastels to everything being on the computer 
So she gave me all her old papers and watercolor paintings, all her old stuff, like her art stuff. Because she's like, all I need now is my iPad and my eye pencil. And um, she was very adamant on getting me all her old stuff. And um, she says that she was going to get a new iPad and she ended up buying one. And she sold me her um, iPad that was only a year old. And now I get to draw with an eye pencil on my iPad. And I absolutely love it. It's, it's everything is under my bed. All my uh, painting, my, my paints and watercolors and pencils, like, I'm saving it for if I ever, you know, when I have my own house, I can have my own art studio. But for now, I can just take my iPad and, and color and paint wherever I am. It's just remarkable. And um, she definitely uh, inspired me, and she got me into doing this. So it's pretty cool. That's that's my new hobby these days. And in return, like, I've been able to help my sponsor, Brian. I'm working on a project now with him. He, I just designed a cool logo for him. Uh, Dennis has had me work on stuff. Dennis was the first person that had me working um, on his his business venture. Um, Once upon a lifetime, I think it was. Is that what it was called, Dennis? Yeah. Yeah. That was a short lived business adventure. Yeah, that was fun. I think. Are there any Are there any hobbies? Because drawing once it it pretty much didn't stop at all when it like it was. It existed in you before you came in, and that artistic flair, and that so much even came into the meetings. Where how many drawings? I know uh, Dennis. I don't know if you were joking or not. Like last week, I think off the podcast, you said that you saved all those envelopes. Do you yeah, have all of them. I have all the drawings. Yeah, I have like every single one of them. There might be a couple that I don't have because we've given them to people as you know, yeah. like as a gift or whatever. Um, but I have like 99.9% of all of them, like big giant Ziploc bags of them. How many would, how many would you guess? Oh, I mean, like, think about it, but well, over, well over a hundred, a couple hundred, you got to think like one a day for like two years or three years, you know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you add all those up. And there's a lot of hobbies, like I know for me, there were hobbies that I had before I came into the rooms, and I'm just now going through um, different things, clearing out my house and relocating and moving to a new place. I found certain things that I, I don't know if I just pushed them out because of time or alcohol or what, but I'm like, I haven't done that in like so long, and one of it's my bass guitar, where... I think I was a little bit ashamed because I bought a, when I was working construction, I had a ridiculous like couple paychecks over a Christmas break. And I decided I was going to blow it all on a bass guitar. That was like 2000 bucks. And I, it was really nice. And I had a wireless pack attached. So, because I was in a punk band where the cool thing was taking the bass guitar and while you're playing it, having the wireless pack on so you could throw it around your shoulder and <laughs> still keep playing. <laughs> so I was like, like Fall Out Boy or Blink-182. So I would do that. And I, not to like toot my own horn, but I, I got really good. And then 
four years of drinking later, I needed to, I was doing a geographic cure, moving from Fargo, North Dakota to Burlington, Vermont, and I didn't have enough money for gas. Um, so I ended up pawning my bass guitar for $400. So that way I could drive that way. And I, like I said, it cost like 2000. So I lost 1600 bucks in only a five year span. And it really, I still have my starter base, but it really, I think like hurt my heart. Like I was really sad that I did that. And even though necessarily it didn't have to do with my drinking, um, I think some of it contributed to it. So now I'm on the fence if I want to start that hobby again. Not that I'm like, oh, uh, then I'll go back to drinking. But like, I think there's some joy in it, but also there's some sadness. And I'm working through a lot of sadness, so I can only take so much at a time. Would you guys recommend that I go back in or maybe just, you know, I don't know. I, I think like I think there's a lot of like. Like when it comes to like hobbies and things we enjoy, you know, like especially like if, if they're ones that we've had for a long time, you 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 get you develop that sadness, you know, like for me particularly, like I like making films and stuff and writing and stuff. And, you know, through the course of my career with that, there's a lot of like ups and downs, ups and downs, and you get frustrated by it and stuff like that. And you almost like allow that sadness to let you like walk away with from it or try to walk away from it. But I think then once you get sober and stuff, you know, you almost hold on to that sadness. It's like when you try to change your life and you look back and it's like, that's part of my old life. But I think like in a case like with the bass guitar, like it might be very good for you to like pick it up. Even if you just like alone at home and you don't even plug it in or something, you just pick it up and start strumming it. You know, you might learn that like you can look at it with a new set of eyes and like enjoy it in a different way and get rid of all that sadness. You know, maybe a good therapeutic outlook for you, you know. Dennis, Dennis, you don't strum a bass. You slap it, you silly, sorry. It's true. Sam. There was one time I I used to grow my pinky toe out and use that as a pick. (laughs) I, dude, if you could do that, there's, we can market that. There's a show in that. That's marketable? Yeah, it's unique. It's different. How many other people do you think at this very minute are doing that? Um, oh, I, it wouldn't surprise me. I've seen like videos of people that have lost limbs that play or paint or something but with their feet. But do you think at this stuff. very minute, somebody's actually playing the E string with their long pinky toenail? Probably. Maybe not this minute, but like 30 I minutes hope not. for sure. I hope not. I hope it's like 6 PM, you know, that that's the time that it's just, it's pinky playing. You know. Yeah, the day's over. They're winding if down. I made, I'm in. I I didn't know you were in a punk band. I was in a punk band in in high school. And may I ask what your guys' name was? Yes. So the, I was in an indie indie group called um, Twice a Week because that's how many times we practiced. And then my <laughs> punk band was called oh, Shadowbox be. Lefty. What was it called? So Shadowbox Lefty. Nice, nice. Because I box, I'm right-handed, so I box right-handed, but I shadow box lefty. 
<laughs> so, so I thought because you guys know in shadow boxing when you just punch the air. <laughs> so for whatever reason, it was always like a thing, and I don't know why. So I said it in passing, and the guys that was in group with said, "That's great." What was the name of your band? Well, at first we were Thirty Seconds of Chaos. And nice. Then we changed it to Coco Pelli. You changed it to what? Coco Pelli. Coco Pelli. Yes. What's that mean? Oh, it didn't really have a meaning. Oh, okay. And um, <laughs> we, we were in high school, and we got to, you know, you can, for music class, we just practice as a band, and uh, we just sat around and just BS the whole time, and we really didn't practice any songs. So at the end of the school year, the music teacher was like. So now you got to play a concert in front of the school. <laughs> we were so uh, horrible. Uh, oh man, <laughs> I would have loved to see that. Oh man, it was horrible. He said, "All you did was play two songs. That's all we know." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, was, so Dennis, how, how about you talking? Wait, what? What two songs were they? Yeah. Um. Well, one was a Cars cover. Okay. In here. And wasting all your time, all my time, time. The other one, yeah, was, that was a good one. The other one was 30 Seconds of Chaos. That was the name of the song. <laughs> <laughs> you named the song after the band. Shut up. And it's, then um, it's 30 Seconds to Chaos by 30 Seconds Chaos on their new album, 30 Seconds to Chaos. I, so I played guitar. We had a guitar, a drummer, and a bass. That was it. It was fun. Kind of Green Day style. And, yeah. And you and didn't I, even know three chords. I know three chords, and okay. I, could, yeah, and then I lost um, my guitar. I had two acoustic guitars and a, a really nice. Mine was seven hundred dollars. It was a, a Fender Stratocaster um, from California, and all of that got lost when I lost my storage to auction because I couldn't pay it because I was alcohol. Out of- Alcohol. Uh, damn you, alcohol. <laughs> oh, no. King alcohol, damn you. So, uh, so Den- D- I, I really I want to know, because Dennis is, like, avoiding the topic. So, as far as hobbies go, outside of drawing on envelopes with James, is there anything um, hobby-wise you're doing now or ones that you took a, took a time to, like, take a bit of a break? You know, while you were entering the rooms. When I was younger, I I made music too. Like, but I made like electronic music on the computer. Yeah. I'm not very musically inclined. Um, But I used to do that as like a hobby. And then I I quit that. Like, I just kind of like, I just stopped one day. Um, I think it's because I couldn't afford the, the software and stuff without like, pirating it and then i decided i don't want to steal anymore so i stopped pirating things yeah oh like i just kind of stopped but my other hobbies you know i mean pretty much like writing writing's been a big hobby since the beginning like i used to like i started writing when i was young and it was like you know song lyrics poems and stuff like that and then i eventually involved it into like writing screenplays and stuff and then um that's kind of been like 
ups and downs. So I got really into it and decided to like per- try to pursue it as a career before I got sober. Like I was still using and smoking and stuff. And then that was a, like a lot of um, like false ups and a lot of low downs. And that's a whole story in itself. But like, so when I first came in to the rooms in like the year and a half before, when things were like really bad with my anxiety and my depression and just everything, my mental and spiritual state, I kind of like stopped for a while. When I say stop, it's like you don't ever really stop like thinking about it or jotting down ideas and stuff. But I kind of stopped pursuing it unless like something came up that someone asked me to do something or whatever. And then like, first couple of years in I kind of didn't I, I mainly focused on my recovery rather than like pursuing I was just fed up like frustrated you know kind of like the sadness that comes with uh with your playing the bass it was like uh whatever but then like you know every moment that I like kind of mentally like oh should I quit should I not then something comes up, a project comes up or someone asks me to do something or help out with something. And then, so I do it. So like in a way, my, I, I credit my higher power has kind of kept me in it because it's almost become more of a career than a hobby. Um, but now like, it's like, it's growing in a way, you know, my opportunities are getting better and like, I'm enjoying it in a different way. You know, it's not yeah. so much as an escape anymore, like hobbies typically are for me. It's more of like a career. And I don't know, it's, it's just got a different feeling with it, but it's becoming more successful. And it's almost like I've come to a point where I could take it or leave it, but like the opportunities are there. So why not do them, you know? So then for hobbies, as far as like my escape and stuff now is, is, one i guess you maybe aa like i spend a lot of time going to meetings and like hanging out with my friends from aa and stuff like that doing this podcast and stuff so my recovery in a way has become a hobby but then an escape from everything it's it's minecraft minecraft i'm completely obsessed with i like watch it all the time and this is this is interesting. When I was really low, and I and I know I'm rambling, but you got to hear me out because you asked. When I was really low, in like the worst part of my life, before I ever came in, and like you know, I spent a lot of time like in my bed or on the couch, like not leaving my house and stuff. And I started watching YouTube a lot, and through YouTube, I discovered like Minecraft videos, which is just people playing Minecraft. So like, yeah. watched like minecraft videos and never played it at all and it was just entertaining to me and very interesting like just how this game worked and what people could do with it was fascinating to me so i would just watch hours and hours of minecraft videos then whenever i came into the room and i met james and james had played minecraft and like we we talked about minecraft several times and then one day he like opened his phone and was like look it's minecraft and he gave me his phone it was the first time i ever actually like played the game and i just ran around and broke some blocks and placed some blocks but then like shortly after that i bought the game 
and started playing it. And then now I'm like completely obsessed with it. To the point, I'll add that like I actually through another friend of ours in the rooms got a job playing Minecraft where I would build and like build things and get paid for it, which is amazing. Are, are you still doing that? What, Minecraft? And like, yeah, like uh, building things for people. No, I'm not. I could, but I'm not doing it. Uh, one, the pay isn't that good with the hours that I got to put into it. And then, like, other things came up. Like, the movie stuff takes precedent over it. It's a priority over it. And then, like, I also got, like, a, a regular job before the pandemic happened. So I put, I decided to put that on the back burner and take priority to, like, what I'm more passionate about, which is movies. Yeah. Yeah. The, the big question I have, and, and this is different for everybody, but something that, um, I'm hoping it gets there where I don't feel, do you guys say there's a, uh, friend of yours that doesn't necessarily, it's not a best friend. So they might not know that you're in recovery or they're not from the rooms. Um, and they say, what are your hobbies? Like mine, my main hobbies right now are recovery based or career based. And I've said to people like, oh, yeah, you know, my hobbies, my career. And they're like, that can't be a hobby. And I disagree with that. I think that's how you know you're the lucky one. Yeah. If your hobby something you're passionate about, like what the definition to you of a hobby even is. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with you on that. I think like what's the main goal or at least like my one of my main goals is to take that thing that we enjoy doing and that we're passionate about that we have fun doing it and somehow be able to do that every day and make a living and survive. Right. And if you can do that, like that's the dream, you know, you, you'd be excited about going to work and stuff. Yeah. What do you think, James? Yeah, it's definitely an inside job. Anything you do, that you do on a, you know, daily, weekly basis. Um, that's, you know, considered, uh, fun and a pastime, something you don't have to do, you know, can be a hobby. You know, I, I look at, you know, your career, Mike, and your, when I look on the outside, what you do is it, it looks like work, but it looks like fun. And it definitely looks like a hobby because you are going, you know, pandemic ex- excluding, but uh, you went all over the place. You did different contests. You had different, uh, you know, you interacted with all the, the different people in different communities. It's really cool. And the fact that you love it is just amazing. And you can tell when you watch videos of you, you know, you can tell that you, you love what you do and it really shines. Yeah. yeah. You know, when I, I figured out that, or I observed like you, Mike, like, enjoying your job and loving what you do was when you when we went to that concert there was a country concert which i'm not into country but that's beside the point and and you were actually on stage hosting it and like to see you in that element like it's obviously a place where you you know you shine you know and you enjoy it and stuff it's, it's a beautiful thing 
Yeah, do, do you guys feel a sense of, um, and I wish I didn't feel this way when it comes to something like a hobby, honestly, hobbies what? Something you have passion for, right? That you want to do in your, your free time that doesn't feel like a chore. Like that's what yeah. the definition of a hobby is to me. Yeah. Something that you choose to do. You don't have to do, you choose to do it. And uh, um, what's the saying in, uh, in AA? It's like that you get to actually do this. You get yeah. to go to meetings. You don't have to. Like we start because we feel like we have to, some more than others, depending on if the courts tell you you have to or if your significant other tells you you have to. But, you know, very quickly, and I'm grateful for that, I realized that I actually get to do this. And so when people go, what, what are your hobbies? And then they say, no, your career can't be. And I'm like, well, I'm thinking to myself, and I'll say it out loud to people that I'm not the best of friends. I'm like, my hobbies actually, you know, going through the steps with another alcoholic or talking about the steps with another alcoholic or talking about the principles or doing this, you know, and I don't know. I don't know when that comes. If I need more spiritualness to actually feel like I can open up to people um, when it comes to it. I, have you guys run into that situation where you're kind of like, you know, you feel like it's a hobby and something you have passion for, but like sharing that with other people? Well, I think like, are you talking about specifically like recovery or with? Sure. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't like, like recovery. It, it's weird. It's almost like a hobby just because of how much time I spend on it. But it's like, there's an alternative motive, you know, where I almost feel like I need to. And then it's also like, I look at it as a service where a lot of times I don't want to do it. Like if I could choose not to do it, like if I had no empathy for fucking, or sorry, if I had no empathy for like other alcoholics or whatever, and I could just go off and be selfish again and not worry about them, then, then I might choose that. But unfortunately I don't, I, I care. So I got to be a service because people are a service for me. So it's almost like a lot of times I don't want to go to a movie, but, or a meeting, but I do it anyways, you know, where like other hobbies, like as, as, defined by your definition it's like oh i want to do it if i could do anything else this is what i would do you know Does yeah any of that makes sense yeah i think so what do you think james yeah i don't um you know for me you know three years ago when i came back into the rooms aa is just a part of life now i don't i don't consider it a hobby it's just it's just part of who i am because i know that without this i might be back to where i am mm. uh, just like you know like if i go to a bible study i don't consider that a hobby i consider that expanding my spirituality um okay and um but i mean i guess it's a very it's very broad strokes when you think of hobbies like if you ask me what my hobbies are today um I'm very fortunate enough to have friends in the program <clears throat> that are that are able to buy four wheelers and motorcycles, and um, because of that, I get to go 
you know, every weekend ride a four wheeler and get really muddy and fun and have lots of fun. And, you know, I'm not in a position to be able to do that on my own. And, um, you know, that's a really fun hobby. It's dangerous. It's exhilarating. And, um, you know, I, it's, it's just, and everyone that I go with is in the rooms. Um, Dennis has gone with me. Mike, I would love for you to come out with us whenever you have a weekend off because we just can't. I'll de- I'll definitely watch. I almost lost my leg on an ATV accident, so I have a bit of PTSD when it comes to riding those things. Yeah. You can go you can go and hang out and stuff though. Yeah, I definitely I'm all all game for that. Yeah. But like I think I gotta like I think you like touched on a good point, James, is that like in recovery you know, it's, it's like, we all have our own interests and our own hobbies. And a lot of times we do that by ourselves or a few close friends. But since I've been in recovery, I've been able to like have people like James and, and other people involved in my hobbies, you know, where like James is, is worked on movies with me and stuff. Mike, you're going to work on a movie with me coming up shortly. And like, it's cool to like have people like, be introduced to your interests and also have fun with it. But also I've done a lot of things that I would never have done because of other people's hobbies. Like a friend of mine is really into uh, rock climbing and I've gone rock climbing with him several times and found out that like, that's something I would never even try or think about. And it's actually fun and I enjoy it. And then also like with the ATVs and the dirt biking, I would never do that. But since my friends, that's what they like to do and they invite me along, I go and try new things and it's, you, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Like I don't, like I kind of shied away from video games, but since I have two teenage boys, you know, I, I got more into video games and watched more cartoons because that's what they like. And it's really cool to be able to connect with them and, and just sit there and we'll just laugh and laugh and connect on this, this really nice level. And uh, at the end, they know that, you know, I'm their dad and I have the best interest in mind for them. And But we can sit down and play video games and we have a nice hobby and we can, you know, 300 miles apart, we can still be like right next to each other playing the same games and uh you know with you mike you you came with us with this idea of a podcast and and your trade is in radio and and talking and so you know we get to be a part of this with you who have more experience than us and and it just it flows and it's fun and it's such a cool thing to do every week. Yeah, and it's something and, and would, that neither of us would have done on our own without, like, you introducing Probably not, no. <laughs> I don't think, and the thing is, I don't even think, like, you you two, I think it was Dennis that first was, like, said to me, he's like, yeah, we should do a podcast. And I'm like, I well, guess. I think, I, think how it worked, <laughs> I think how it worked is, like, you were talking about something. Yeah, like, I think you brought up the idea, and then I was like, yeah, we should do it. And then we talked another time and like, we're like, you yeah, know, like seriously, like we'll do it. And then I volunteered James. I was like, me and James will help you with it. Yep. Yeah. And well, cause I was going to do one before and myself and another guy, um, in the rooms were all gung ho because we, we love listening to recovery podcasts. And I'm like, you know, like everybody's opinion 
really matters. And, and nothing in AA or in the rooms, really, like, very little is original. It's regurgitated from other meetings or the big book or something you heard, you know, or maybe something that you thought was originally yours, but maybe just an altered version of something you actually heard in the past. And we were going to do a recovery podcast and then one out of the group of the guys didn't want it to just be about recovery. And so we couldn't come to a agreement. So it just didn't shake out. It didn't work out. And I mean, if you go back and listen, we have had several topics that are, I mean, we're talking about hobbies, but we are in recovery. So these don't necessarily have to do with, um, I guess, inadvertently, these are about staying away from a drink or a drug, right? Because yeah, I think the, you can learn these are things enjoy. that get our mind away from it. Yeah, and if you can learn to enjoy life and do fun things without drinking, you know that. You know, it's like we come in, we have to learn to live again, and you know, the part of that is finding enjoyment, finding that what can we do when we have nothing else to do, when we used to drink all the time or drug all the time. Now we can do these other. And enjoy life. I'd be interested in probably buying a, uh, an electric guitar and a little amp and then playing that again, maybe an acoustic, because I really like music, you know, it's part of the, my artistic nature. So maybe in the future, uh, we can get together and, and jam one day. That'd be cool. Yeah. It'd be we, we're just going to have to agree upon a name. You know, maybe we take both. What if we take. A little bit of your name and a little bit of my name, like Coco of Boxer. our old punk bands. Coco Boxer. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Dennis, what are you going to bring to the table? Um, when I was younger, right, I used to do dance, right? I took dance classes like, you know, jazz and and uh like tap and stuff like that and that's all and the used... time we have for this episode oh uh, sorry uh, we ran out sorry uh, but <laughs> whatever y'all are mean <laughs> but like whenever i i like i used to do plays and stuff like that like in front of audiences and shit and whenever i started using drugs and drinking when i was like 15 i stopped doing that and i never went back to it or whatever but, like, one of the, like, now, like, doing the movie stuff, there's a character that I have that, like, just the style of it and everything else, like, tap dancing, like, fits into his character and his movements and stuff like that. So, in, my, in the back of my head, I have this idea that, like, if I ever, like, am able to get this turned into a full-length film then part of like the pre-production process or whatever and the preparing for it is I'll take tap dancing lessons again and relearn how to tap dance so I can bring that to the character in the movie and stuff. So will that ever happen? I don't know, but that's kind of like a hobby or whatever that like... Maybe, maybe tap dance is a part of our band. That's like percussion. Yeah, I can be the percussion for the band. You got a That's bass, we would like. the guitar, and then I'll be the percussion with my taps. We also would need you, just like the monkey that has the cymbals. Okay. We would need you to cymbal. If not, okay. 
you would have to have it somewhere on your foot when you're tapping. No, I'll do the tap dance, and then I'll have the cymbals in my hands. Nice. And I'll be the production, the percussion. That's perfect. The first first single will be called Dance Monkey Dance. Yeah, that's a good song by Tone Tone, uh, Tone Low that is called Dance Monkey. It's a great song. Yeah, but we're changing so, it. Okay, we're but it's Dance Monkey. I'll dance. only I'll only join the band if the title of the band is Dennis's. Dennis is Dennis. Not how this, you don't even, you're not even playing an instrument. You're, I, I'm the whole percussion. I'm like the backbone of the whole freaking band. If my name's if not any, in the no. title, then. I don't. James, are you okay with this? Are you signing off? Your egos are destroying the band right now. I'll, I, I'll, I'll sign on to um, D Dog Dennis. Nope. It's Dennis like, and the Dennisons. Like Dennis like and the that. Dennisons are nothing. I don't know. Y'all, y'all are the Denisons. You know, we're just going to have to disagree to agree. Well, if you want me this in the is... band, you got to meet right. my demands. It's How not about... like I'm asking for only green M&Ms or anything in my dressing room. Just the whole give thing me sucks. Yeah. You guys, you ready for this one? Ogre what? yogurt. What? Ogre yogurt. <laughs> Ogre yogurt. <laughs> All right. Just be ogre. Can it, can it be Dennis and the ogre or yogurts? You can't even say it. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> can't it just be ogurt? Ogurt. Oh, I like it. Ogurt. <laughs> and then we'll have a badly drawn Shrek, like a life-size Shrek on stage. I'll let I'll let you guys I'll let you guys decide on that. Is there anything else with hobbies that we want to talk on? I'm I'm excited that we almost went an hour on. Uh, on hobbies yeah i'll i'll add something it's it, like thinking Bird back right <laughs> no respectable man bird watches that's a joke one of our very good friends is really into bird watching i think it's a really cool thing yeah is it though yeah bird i mean animals are freaking fascinating man it's like think of Think of bird watching as like collecting Pokemon, right? You got to catch them all, and you go like all over. You get to travel to all over the place to see like rare birds and stuff. It's like you're talking about trapping birds. No, just you just look at them. So you're not catching them. You no, but you see, you spot them. Yeah, you got to spot them all. But if you see them, you you get to check it off. Oh, oh, one more thing. I was thinking of taking up golf. Would you guys be interested? I, I actually did play golf before. Okay, I think that would be so much fun. Like the three of us, like playing around. Golf, golf is a great game as long as you're okay with never being good at it. That's fine. I'm not. I can't even hit the ball. I want to learn at least to hit the. Do ball. you have clubs, James? I do. You have club. You are so you're already like de- Dennis. You They're you mine. don't have clubs, right? I actually I have an old pair of clubs that are all rusty and stuff. <laughs> it's all like bigger vans. Like Happy Gilmore. Yeah. yeah, you're like you're like the hobo that he picks up as the caddy. <laughs> I don't have a bag for them though either. They're literally at least just sitting in the corner of my room. Yeah, no. Nice. I was I think that was well, fun. Sounds like we picked up a new hobby. Yes. Yeah. 
But I just want to add, like, there is a point in my life when I was, like, just drugging all the time and stuff like that, where literally I didn't have any hobbies. Like, if someone asked me what my hobby was, it would be, like, drinking or drugging, because that's what I did in my spare time. If I didn't have to go to work or whatever, I was getting messed up or partying. And now, like, years later, we're sitting here and we just talk for, like, almost an hour about all of this cool, fun stuff that we do. And like, it's, it's interesting to like, look at that and see how much fuller our life has become, you know, and how much more interest we have and more interesting people we are because of that. You know? Indeed. Yeah. I like I like that. That's pretty good. Oh, thanks. I did something good. I do. When you said fuller, I'll be honest, I don't know why, but my mind shot to that scene in Homo where... They say, Fuller, easy on the Pepsi. And then he's like <laughs> chugging the Pepsi because he's going to pee himself in the bed yeah. with uh, good old Macaulay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I thought about that. And that's the um, scene set up the whole thing where he has to go to the to the attic and then they forget about it. Right. Yeah. Without the Pepsi, it wouldn't have happened. It's watching. Is watching. Is watching movies considered a hobby? Because we watch a lot of movies. Heck yeah. Heck I think yeah. I think so. Yeah. It's called movie book. Yeah. I'm not. I mean, we had we had a whole episode just on on movies and TV. Uh, so that's yeah. recovery. Definitely yes. So go back and check that out. I feel like this is in the sweet spot. We could actually talk forever in a day. The meeting after the meeting. Outside of talking a little bit about what happened on in the meeting, a, lar- a large part, at least between the three of us, is something that sounds like this. Yeah, so. for sure. <laughs> Thanks for being a part of it. We'll be back next Thursday sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you on episode 52, where the defective characters having had all these character defects removed. Remember, you guys got a slogan? Now you're playing with Lego. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> And we'll see you next time.